My name is Claire, and you're listening to the new Podtone 292 miniseries, Ghostlight. Over the next several episodes, I'll be sitting down with members of Columbia and Barnard's vibrant theater community to chat about their experiences creating and keeping theater alive during the past virtual year. Have you ever been inside an empty theater? Not like being the first person to arrive at a show, but truly the only person in the entire building. The wings are empty and the seats are vacant. Usually, those moments of eerie silence are reserved for the tech crew or a lonesome janitor. But if you have ever had that experience, or if you have a good amount of theater knowledge, you may be familiar with the ghost light. The theater community has its fair share of superstitions, the most famous being the curse that results if you utter the actual name of the Scottish play in a theater. But my favorite has to be the ghost light. A ghost light is a single bulb left on a stage when a theater is dark and empty. Some say that its purpose is to chase away spirits or light the way for ghosts haunting the theater. But for the most part, it just helps to ensure that no one is injured or takes a misstep while making their way through the darkness. The coronavirus pandemic has left its own kind of darkness. Theaters and performance spaces on Columbia's campus and worldwide have been left empty. I can't help but think about ghost lights left standing on their vacant stages, waiting for the house lights to come up and the crowds to fill the theater once again. For this episode of Ghost Light, I talked with three student comedy groups, the improv groups Fruit Ponch and Third Wheel, and the experimental theater group Late Night. So yeah, just to kick things off, could you introduce yourself and kind of explain what your, what your group does? I'm Sophie Lee. I'm a junior in CC. I am one of the co-heads of Third Wheel. I'm Naomi. I'm a sophomore at Barnard, also one of the co-heads. My name is Maya Winkler, and I am one of the four active members on Fruit Ponch right now. My name is Venice. I am president of Fruit Ponch Improv. My name is Jane Walsh. I'm a sophomore at Columbia College. I'm a film and media studies major. Um, Yeah, I'm secretary with Late Night. I'm Fiona Flanagan. I'm a senior at Barnard College. What is Third Wheel Theatre at Columbia? We are a co-ed improv group between Barnard and Columbia in the four undergraduate colleges, and we are the third improv group on campus. Fruit Ponch is Columbia's oldest improv team. Everything we do, everything we perform is totally improvised. Nothing is scripted at all. And the most important rule is to say yes and to have fun. Do you have a better explanation for just what even late night is? Like, it's definitely, like, it also can be serious. I think people get some, like, funny, like, serious plays in there, but overall mostly, like, weird comedy. Comedy is one of the forms of entertainment that really relies on the audience's energy. Most of improv is built on audience reactions and contributions to the players on stage. I can imagine how today it disrupts the flow for actors to say, give me a location and an object and then wait for audience members to type in the Zoom chat instead of calling things out. The actors I spoke with expressed differing views on the online format, so I'll let them take it from here. So I think like out of all the comedy forms, improv is maybe the worst equipped to be virtual in that I would argue it shouldn't even exist in terms of a performance setting. And I think all of the magical parts of improv exist in person. And I think the first semester and, you know, end of spring 2020, we tried to sort of hold on to 
what existed in person and try and recreate that. And I think for the spring of 2021, we just accepted that that is not possible and sort of tried to shift gears and figure out, okay, if we can't do all of the things we normally do, how can we adapt? And not in a sense of like permanently, you know, not like this is how we're going to be forever because that would be terrible. I'll say, I think I could speak for everyone when this is not like the ideal, this is not the final form of improv comedy. Like when this is over, we're not going to stay this way, work from home people. Um, But I think this semester we really tried to figure out, okay, this is what's happening right now. We've done shows on Zoom, which have been fun for us. It's hard to do shows on Zoom sometimes because so much of improv is playing off of the audience. And so when we do shows on Zoom, we can't hear the audience, obviously. But like when we're in person, sometimes hearing the audience can can direct a whole show because we'll hear the audience laugh at something and then in the scene know, okay, they like that, like let's play to that. And like, you know, we'll bring this character back. They clearly like this character. So when we're doing a Zoom show, we're just kind of flying blind and just trusting that people are enjoying it. There's something about like doing current events improv that that just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not sure why. I think it's just maybe I just don't find it funny when someone reminds me of this pandemic. I'm like, okay, you know, but I'm sure improv sets will be dealing with talking about Zoom and COVID in like 10 years. But I think for now, we're just trying to you know, use our brains to escape the pandemic. Well, Jane, like, did her play that was supposed to be on stage. So then they just turned it into a video. And I honestly think that one worked really well. And people just kind of followed that example of the kind of types of weird, like, editing, like, videos that we make. But they're definitely really different, I feel like. And also, like, because of the pandemic, we have definitely had less people writing for it. Usually we would get like 30 to 40 writers often each semester. And like, granted, a lot of it was like, just like dumb, silly stuff, like drunk (laughs) notes app or something. But there still were like serious contenders, whereas now we got like three. And like, we were all like really canvassing to get people. I think people are just really hesitant to create right now. And when it, when I feel like people have created like really good stuff though. And like all the ones that we've done, I'm definitely really proud of. And I think they're, it's just like mostly been so fun, like connecting with everyone over it. So would you like consider it like more accessible even than previous years? Yeah, I definitely think it's, it's a lot accessible in a different way. I think like my biggest beef with theater and theater at Columbia in the past is that it's very, even if shows you know, don't cost that much money or can get them for free. It's, it's, I think your theater just by itself is usually targeted toward a certain group of people that sometimes it doesn't necessarily reach, you know, folks who might not, you know, go to theater in, in the first place. I know I came from a sort of a low income public high school and a lot of kids there, you know, you don't grow up going to theater if you don't have a lot of money growing up. Um, and I think that is probably the same thing in New York, but when it's on YouTube, um, you can invite friends and family. So I could say, you know, people from my high school, can say, you, you can come see this now and maybe be interested in a school like Columbia if they can see these sort of like fun, um, you know, arts experiences that maybe they wouldn't, they, would, they wouldn't have access to if, um, if we weren't using this format right now. Just from what comedy has given me in my life, I feel like it has, it's 
giving the world that now when when you know everyone is in a lot of pain and just there's it's very bleak I think that's when comedy shines the most and when people reach for it that's when I reach for it and I think it's been helping and I think it let me think oh god Sophie you really amped me up for this <laughs> I wish I remember what I said it's yeah it's it, comedy I think comedy is I mean I'm biased it's my favorite thing in the whole world and I think it really can I mean people it's it's studies have shown it has like healing powers it can laughing makes you live longer all these things and I I'm not saying that you should like you know watch Stephen Colbert instead of getting the vaccine I'm not saying that at all but I do think that uh you know it's it's been helping us get through this time and um I think it it just will keep growing like I, I there's always a fear that like live comedy will die or improv will die I mean improv is just, just like a tiny tiny fraction of the theater community as a whole but I I don't think it ever will because people need it too much and what we've learned from this is like people need performance in life people need art in person and it's not the same and it shouldn't have to be and so like as things start to open up in the summer and like we have outdoor performances like that need will always be there it's just like a human thing and that can't be replaced with virtual comedy it's like a nice interim it's like a nice thing to get us through but I think regardless of like year or time or like whatever you know virtual generation we're in everyone likes to be together and like experience art in person with other people so I think it just made everyone appreciate it more well real quick I think it's that everyone needs to laugh it doesn't matter where you are, if your fire alarm is going off in your dorm, if you're wherever you are, you need to be laughing about it. It's an essential part of life. Pandemic, doesn't matter. You need to be laughing. And people will always need that and want that. Ultimately, like, yeah, it's, it's strange and odd to be doing improv online, but we, you know, have two hours plus a week where we are forced to engage in laughter and that is the most healthiest form that is one of the healthiest forms of therapy so um laughter is not going away so thus improv is not going away comedy is not going away and one could say you know theater is not going away for that reason because we could all use a little escapism Thank you for listening to Ghostlight, and thank you to Fruit Punch, Third Wheel, and Late Night Theater for chatting with me. If you've had any theater experiences that have been your ghostlight during the pandemic, feel free to email me at claire.schnatterbeck at columbiaspectator.com. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the Columbia Theater community.